It's 2023 and we are back, our sport community. I'm Kit Harvey and this is Our Conversations. In this episode, we sit down with Chad Camp, owner-operator of Pour Up, a Melbourne-based bespoke drinks and events company. Pop-ups, exhibitions, birthdays, if you've got an event, Chad and his brother Carlo have a custom pour-up drink to fit the bill. Pour-up brings Chad's passions for hip-hop, art and quality libations together under one roof, allowing him to flex his bartending muscle, gained over 10 years working internationally. Enjoy the conversation. I feel like you guys had like a couple rules. Oh no, they, they strictly it's just it's just no drum in the table as we as we go along. No drum in the ta- table, no whacking the microphones, no rustling your rustling your papers, all the notes we took for this <laughs> this podcast. I don't think we're in any danger of rustling too many papers tonight. Put it that way. Nah, we're good. But yeah, like I was saying off air, I feel like the moment Anthony hits record, it's like my. <laughs> abilities as podcast always go just downhill rapidly it's like all the best stuff happens off air yeah the whole world is listening to us right now that's, we actually that's just, what it is. we just recorded a, a podcast basically before anthony hit record like that's we were pretty much wrapped yeah. and ready to go and and yeah but I missed it all missed oh, it all we've given anthony a microphone which is a new change i haven't yeah i haven't set up for a good month and a half i can always forget within months i'm just like how do we do this again? Is it, actually, <laughs> is it working? Everything it looks is- like I'm getting waves, so that's a positive. We've all got waves right now, which is even nicer. Is this our first podcast in 2023, or did we interview Meg in 2023? No, that was December. So Yeah, see? Weird. Hey, first welcome back, everyone. Look first at that. Year, yeah. First Took Jan year. off, and um, I think we all needed that little break. Little rest recuperation. Even though we do, we do one a month. But <laughs> one a month is uh, not too strenuous work. But 12 for us, pods for the year. I'd actually like torn that. a vocal cord. So. <laughs> it's actually going to be 11 this year. So. Oh, <laughs> you missed January. Go off to a good start to That's this it, year. Man. So. That's it. I feel like if anyone is ever actually in danger of tearing a vocal cord, it might be me. Just never shuts up. You run deep. You go deep. And that's why you're the elite conversationalist. I'm pumped to be back for 2023 with our conversations, Anthony. I can't lie. And the other thing I can't lie about is I'm wrapped that we finally got a microphone in front of you that's turned on. You've only ever been edited out. I throw to you and <laughs> there's no microphone. It's just like throwing something into an, a, a bottomless well. This is this could be revolutionary for the for the pod. I'm actually I'm feeling pretty good on this right here, but it's not about me today, man. It's, <laughs> it's about our guy, Chad. It is about Chad Camp, the... Uh, owner operator establisher of pour up and it's kind of a little harder than maybe usual to describe exactly what pour up gets up to but in short you make drinks you can curate individual drink interests into unique drinks for people's events Uh, you throw the events pop-ups look there's a little bit of everything i feel like we've caught you on a on a good day as well. There's a lot of yeah, stuff in the works definitely. that we're definitely going to talk about. But Chad, thank you so much for joining us on our conversations. Thanks for having me, man. We're wrapped to have you. Dude, excited to... I've heard a few of your podcasts. Love it. Honored. Yeah, dude. You guys do some really cool stuff. Love our sports. You guys are super dope. Tell me a little bit more about your connection with our sport. How did that start? And um, what do you what do you sort of look for when you when through you kiddo <laughs> through you chief recruiter kiddo he's always it, he's always man. he's always sending me text messages like oh this guy will be good for the team <laughs> this person will be good for the team and i'm like Just bring them through and bring the criteria through. it's always on and off pitch i'm yeah. looking for the full package the oh. the everything from from great personality to to knowing how to get it done Dude, uh, chad ha- definitely ticks those boxes yeah have it uh, meet the criteria I feel, like, I feel like we should start with how I met you, no? Is that... Definitely. Oh, I remember the first time I met you. I definitely do. <laughs> I walked into uh, CBCB, Cold Brew Coffee Bar. Oh, uh, man. The way Kit talks about this place Dude, is... shout out CBCB, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Albert Street, Brunswick. It's uh, one of the great, great locations for a, a cold coffee, a hot coffee. They've kind of got it all. And if you have something uh, on your mind that they can't offer, they can definitely send you in the right direction. It's a wonderful establishment. I remember walking in yeah. and I caught Chad actually in his job interview. <laughs> or it was essentially Chad's. Yeah, it was pretty, actually pretty before much, your first day on the job, hey? Before my first day, I just kind of walked in and was chatting to uh, the then barista, you know, trying to get a, trying to get the job essentially, man. 
and Kit walked in and just introduced himself, man. Like, introduced himself, uh, spoke to me like I already have the job. And I'm pretty sure that helped me get the job, to be honest with you. <laughs> I actually thought to myself, what can I do to get this guy the job? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I didn't have that thought, but I was instantly struck by your sort of uh, your personality and your ability to hold a conversation and, uh, you know, make people laugh and, yeah, basically chat the... It takes a, takes a bit to... Um, impress me on a conversation that no it doesn't um, but I was instantly impressed I thought this guy's either really good at hospitality and making me feel like I should definitely buy some coffees buy some drinks whatever it might be or he's actually just a straight up legend turns out he's both <laughs> Both. So excellent you. hospitality professional at its finest but also just a, a, a great guy that was that struck me the first time I met you that's it man needless to say he got the job at CBCB in his I've never looked back. Serving Kit his nitros each day since then. It's been good. As I make a pest of myself walking in that establishment every day, part of the furniture at this stage. Exactly. Yeah. Man, definitely. It's all on your street, that. right? It's, it's yeah. All the stones throw away. I feel like Brunswick. Um, you can do a lot worse than Brunswick for for finding local local haunts for pretty much anything from basically fabric stores, sewing stores. Frame Cafes, stores. frame stores. <laughs> Brunswick's got everything. I feel like I feel like we're in danger. Shout of out different. to shout the out flag. frames ready made. Oh, the, I feel like frames ready made gets a shout out just about every podcast. <laughs> so many plugs. Hey, I want to switch the conversation slightly to Pour Up, it. which is your passion project, cool. your own personal, uh, I guess your own personal, yeah, passion project, company, startup, um, whatever you want to call it. It's yeah. it takes up a lot of your Brain, thinking, time, energy. Sheesh, yeah, no, you're not wrong, man. <laughs> I sort of loosely described what it was. You, it's a. I think of it as kind of a drinks company and also a, a company that puts on events um, and can cater themselves to the needs of just about anyone. Can you can you actually run through it in in your own words, Chad? Uh, yeah, you're, you're pretty spot on. You're pretty spot on. Um, I'll probably start off by saying that it pour up is a partnership between me and my brother. Um, it started off as a personalized packaged drink company. Um, My brother's the designer, he does all the artwork for us, and then I create the drinks. Um, But I will say that it has evolved over time. Uh, We do, I would say this year, probably the last six months, we've been mostly focused on doing personalized custom drinks for different events, venues, pop-ups. We've now started doing our own pop-ups and collaborating with other small businesses, so. Uh, drinks, I guess, at its core is what we do, custom drinks. We're kind of like spreading out and trying to get our hands into a few different things, similar to, you know, our sports. We love it. We love to see it. Yeah, I've got to say, man, <laughs> shout out to your brother as well. The artwork looks dope. He's Yeah, he's pretty unreal. He's not here today. He actually just finished playing uh, Paran Summer Jam over the weekend. Uh, check out Baller's Way for the highlights, man. He, was, he put up a pretty good shot yesterday over the backboard, made it. I was like, this is pretty unreal. So he's, he's as much as he's part of Pour Up, he is, uh, he's into music. He's playing ball, uh, NBL1 for Kilo this year. Um, so, yeah, he kind of comes in and, and comes in and out. He's a bit of a rock star. Knows his way around a, a blank canvas as well as yeah, a, of course, a basketball man. That's, court. Yeah, that's what he's known for. In fact, he's actually doing a gallery uh, on the 17th coming up. Uh, it's with Felicity. Oh, uh, true. We yeah. met those guys two weeks ago at um, the pop-up in Footscray at Good Ideas. Oh, yes, great, man. Great I'm guys. Sure I miss out great on that pop-up, guys. Um, Liam and Benny. That's it. Yeah, yeah nice that's fellas. It. That's nice it, fellas. yeah. They're, they're holding up a little pop-up. Out in Windsor, cool. um, yeah, in Artist Lane, yeah, yeah. And, and Carlo's got a is putting some work on the display, and Pop will be doing the bar. So that's oh, a man. pretty. We'll be there, dude. That. We'll definitely be. What there. are we, man? Two, two minutes in, we've got the first plug. Hey, first it's plug. A strong, <laughs> it's a strong matchup. It's Pour Up, Carlo Camp. It's Felicity. It's it's got yeah, a lot. It's, it's huge. Gotta say, Felicity's got some really nice garments. They're too. cool. Very yeah, good quality, they're, and they're cool guys. Yeah, yeah they're really cool guys. Easy really to get nice. along with, man. So. Artist Lane in, in Windsor. Yeah. And that's next week, is it? 17th. Yeah. Next Friday. Exciting. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I feel like uh, the, the more local, cool, fun uh, events we can get people to to go to, the better. That's part of the, the mission statement of this podcast. So never feel bad about uh, man, plugging something like man, that, Shadow. That is the mission statement for life, I feel like, man. Just meet cool people, chat about cool stuff. 
and do fun stuff, man. That's yeah. it. Question off the bat. Mm. You mentioned custom drinks and being yeah. able to basically create a a canned beverage yeah. um, to suit the needs of almost Whoever. anyone that touches base with you. Pretty much, yeah. What yeah. do you look for? Uh, and I guess what is the first step in creating a, a custom beverage? Like there's a lot of ingredients in the world. How do you whittle it down? Do you sort of start things off by asking the client, hey, what are your favorite flavors? How does it go? Yeah, along those lines, similar to this, we kind of have that conversation. Um, what are they into? What's the brand about? Um, yeah, what kind of flavors they like? Uh, what's their customers? What are the customers like? What's the drink for? Just have a conversation, get to know them um, outside of pour up. I've, I've been a bartender for 10 years, so I'm pretty good at being able to read someone, someone sits down in a chair in front of me and be able to mix something up that they enjoy. Um, but the best kind of drink or the best kind of product, including packaging, comes when the client uh, allows us just to do our thing. You know, too many too many rules. If they, if they really just want a vodka raspberry, I can't really do much with a vodka raspberry. I'm going to give them a ra- vodka raspberry. But when they allow us to kind of run with it, uh, we can make up some pretty cool stuff. So, I think yeah. if anyone could add a little X factor layer to a vodka raspberry, you might be the man for the job. I could do something. I could do something. That's probably a bad example. I could probably do something. <laughs> I mean, like, question without notice: What would you do to a vodka raspberry that would make it something just a little bit more pour uppy, off the cuff? You know what? It's a I, tough one. For some reason, when I think of vodka raspberry, I think of those. Uh, what are those? Those lollies with the. The little red with the white around oh, it, gummies. Cream. Yeah, I think I go along. I go along something like that. So maybe I'd mm. add some kind of like, I'd, I'd base it around the strawberries and cream. That's the flavor profile I'd, I'd be looking to do. Mm. Um, yeah, depending on like what they want, if they're going to be doing a, if they want a drink that they can serve in a glass, I might add like a little foam to it, like a nice like vanilla, like a lemon meringue style foam, mm. little vanilla, a little bit of citrus. Um, I'm it, tasting this right now. So am I. It'd be pretty delicious, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Little skewer with an actual strawberries and heck green lolly yeah, poking out the top. Heck yeah. Little umbrella why, type style. For some reason, creaming soda has just entered my mind. Dude, creamy soda, <laughs> pink creamy soda, hundred <laughs> percent. Beautiful looking drink. Yeah. Um, I genuinely feel like maybe anyone out there who loves vodka raspberries and needs a custom drink made for a coming event, <laughs> exhibition, whatever it might be, I reckon we might have actually just created that custom drink. That sounds pretty damn delicious. Yeah. I picked you up from your place uh, mm. tonight. We are friends away from the microphone as well. Uh, and I could just tell that we'd caught you on a good day for the podcast. I thought, okay, things are percolating. And um, you've already told me about half a dozen events oh, and yeah. potential events that are running through your, your phone and your phone calendar right now. <laughs> you, the first thing you did was actually basically blank me and say, man, I've actually, I've actually just got to answer this. I've got to work something out on my phone. Uh, something's come up. Uh, that's a good problem to have. Great problem, yeah. We've just uh, today launched, we're doing a pop-up in collaboration with Walden. It's a the pop-up is called El Dorado. It's a Latin American street party pop-up happening in Brunswick. Um, Walden is a Colombian chef here in Brunswick and he's going to be doing like a tasting menu type mm-hmm. situation and we'll be matching that with tequila-based cocktails. Um, you can expect, you know, chocolate infused tequila tahine infused mezcal uh what else we got we're doing like a coconut paloma soda it's going to be pretty pretty delicious um you know salsa music is all happening on the 19th at juanitos in also on albert street we kind of like to stick local it's a great house um, it's a great house conveniently yeah. located next door to my house seats keep perfectly seats keep perfectly although there's put some pressure on kit because if he doesn't show up oh, <laughs> he lives like three minutes down the road so you haven't even mentioned tickets yet <laughs> where can i get a ticket in all honesty i do need to get one so everything is on our we function through instagram um pour up dot drinks um link in bio tickets on sale as of today it's in two weeks' time, so let's go. We'll, um, yeah, we'll add that to the notes. We've definitely got definitely. a little bit of uh, definitely we've got a bit of room for some, including some links and and pics 100%. and oh, dude. links to Carlo's art page. There's, There's a lot. There's a lot, man. I actually we did a, a menu tasting uh, a couple of days ago, and it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, Walden has done a 
it's like a dark cacao mole that's Ooh. going with one of the tacos he's been served. I don't want to give too much of the menu away, but um, it's very exciting. Yeah, Walden's definitely a secretive character. Very secretive. I like the name Walden. That's just dope, man. It's cool. It's enigmatic, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it begs questions, right? Yeah, I just want to know is the mystique around Walden. <laughs> you got a ticket with your name on it, I reckon. I'm there, man. Yeah, you. If if you had the event, you'll meet him. He's definitely a character, uh, and his food matches his energy. So mm. yeah, it's gonna be good. Take me back a little bit. I feel like we're talking a lot about the current state of of pour up, but I'm interested, Chad, in in whether food and and drinks, more specifically, I guess, and consumables. Has it always been part of your life? You mentioned being a bartender for for ten years professionally around around not only Melbourne and and Sydney, but also across the the world. Yeah, in, yeah. In countries including Canada. Yeah. So I've been bartending or involved with hospitality for man, yeah, ten, ten years now. I would say the first iteration, mm. unofficial iteration of pour up happened in Vancouver, Canada back in 2018. Uh, I hosted my first uh, pop up with the head chef, or oh, sorry, not the head chef, maybe the head chef, I don't even know now, uh, of Minami, like this fine dining Japanese uh, restaurant down in Yaletown in Vancouver. And our birthdays are a week apart, so we figured let's just do a pop up for our birthday. So, um, the the theme of the pop up was born in the nineties. We're both born in the nineties, and we just decided that the music would be nineties. All the dishes and the cocktails served would be like nineties themed. Uh, man, I can't remember the menus exactly, but to give you an idea, there was like a kind of like a fine dining version of a grilled cheese. There was like a you know deconstructed cereal bowl. Uh, Milo was on the menu. Like it was very just like. We love uh, the 90s, man. Yeah, things you just grew up on. And one of them actually was the cocktail that I put up was, it was called Juicy and I served, it was like this tropical punch drink that I served in a juice box. And then I had, I emailed Carlo, messaged Carlo, he's back in, back in Melbourne and he designed, I guess, a, a caricature or, or animation of uh, Biggie Smalls, you have to, you know, and he, yeah, redesigned the label. Um, stuck the label onto the. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Anthony's um, interrupted mid uh, mid sentence with a beer, but that's a good kind of interruption. We <laughs> love that interruption. Um, but yeah, Kylie pretty much just designed a label of bigger smalls that we put onto this juice box, and end up being like the the standout from the pop up from like the bar end for sure. Everyone was kind of taking photos of these juice boxes, and yeah, so that was back in 2018. Um, did you kind of know at the time that it was a pour-up pop-up nah, or is nothing. it kind of in hindsight that we're kind of talking, oh, I guess that's kind of what it was? Well, that was like the first packaged kind of custom drink that I did. You know, I've been making drinks for a long time, but that was the first time I decided to serve it um, packaged. Um, but yeah, I kind of continued on bartending over the years, which kind of led to the lock. I was in Sydney over COVID and lockdown. Uh, all the bars obviously closed and we're stuck at home. So to kind of keep myself busy, I would make like a, a weekly menu, print it out, stick it in. I lived in like an apartment complex. I had several um, apartments. So yeah, I kind of made a, made, a, made a menu, a few menus, stuck them in all the lifts with my number. And during the lockdown, people would just call me or text me and just ask for like order, order drinks from That's the so lift. Fucking smart, man. It's an Dude, entrepreneurial. It was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. And then at one point, the I guess I'm not sure if it's the building managers or whoever had someone who ordered it had the keys to like all the apartment buildings and gave it to me just to like tap and drop off at doors. Yeah. And I was picking up my jars, and that was kind of in hindsight. I guess that was when it really started. That was like cool. This is we're making these pretty good drinks. People are drink, well, buying them, you know. So. I kind of, when lockdown stopped, I was like, man, I kind of <laughs> don't want to go back to a bar, man. I'm like, I'm in my boxer shorts at home making drinks and on my time, just, you know, playing video games. It was kind of a cool vibe. So when, uh, you know, we got word that lockdown was kind of finishing, at least this was in 2021 at this point, uh, that's when I reached out to Carla and I said, man, let's like legitimize this. <laughs> like, let's uh, try to turn this into something that, we can do once people are still going out, you know. So that was when 
I guess the first iteration of Pour Up was really born. We created, we didn't have a, a liquor license to be able to create alcoholic drinks. So that's why we started doing non-alcoholic cocktail mixes. Um, we could deliver them, we could ship them, make them. Um, and then there was like little, like the whole concept was creating a drink that people could have at home, but still have the vibe that they were out. So each drink that we created, Kyla would do. So for example, one of them was called um, the Jackie and it kind of was inspired by the song Jackie by Bars and J. Cole, which is like a fun, like summery song. And we just created like a fun drink that was like coconut, oolong tea, uh, lychee, uh, a little bit of lemongrass. And that was it. Yeah, I think that was it. And yeah, it kind of paired pretty good with, with rum and vodka if you wanted. And yeah, so Kyla kind of drew a piece that kind of matched that vibe, something summery, something light, something fruity. And then we also had a QR code and all the drinks so you could scan and it'll take you to a playlist. So you could kind of like, you could like experience the art, taste the drink and then like yeah. vibe out to like the playlist that matched that drink. It's those things, man, that like those little extra things that just, I don't know, a lot of people appreciate that. I, I love it was, that. I think it was cool, particularly coming out of COVID. We received a lot of like support and, uh, yeah, it was just cool. People were kind of posting themselves, jamming out to the playlist and it gave us something to do. It was super creative. And I think kind of touched on all senses, yeah. you know, when we're enjoying it. Um, yeah, so we did that for maybe six months and made zero money. <laughs> like it, we just kind of realized that like cr- creating drinks at that uh, small scale, um, but having to like purchase products at like regular price and um we, we just had it we, there was no much thought into it. it was all just creative it wasn't much like business mentality so we did it for six months and then we realized to press pause redesign restructure and create something that was going to be more sustainable um something that wouldn't just i mean we were just like funneling more and more money into each you know into each uh order so just kind of like redesigning restructuring did that that took us maybe like eight months to do which kind of led us to last year middle of last year uh when we kind of changed it up we decided to can our products carbonate our products and create these non-alcoholic kind of cocktail inspired sodas um carla again come through clutch with the designs really really cool Man, I feel like I'm rambling. You guys just cut me off whenever I'm like, no, not at all. I'm, I'm going too We're just much, listening. Man. This is my listening face. Okay, okay. Um, so this kind of like over that redesign period, that period of us kind of working out what we wanted to do, um, we realized we had to simplify the designs. Carla's art piece is really cool, but for it to sit on a shelf, I think it would kind of get, it kind of got lost um, behind, I don't know, just the details, I guess. So we kind of simplified it. And one thing for us, um, both of us being in hospitality for so long, there weren't a lot of people like us in the industry that looked mm-hmm. like us. Um, just to give you some context, my parents are from South Africa, both our parents. Um, so, yeah, just like growing up, not having many like mentors, um, POC mentors, you know, in the industry that we could look and be like, yo, they're doing cool stuff. It was very much like a little bit more, we weren't influenced or we weren't encouraged to do like creative stuff. So we wanted to put out a product that people could recognize on the shelf um, that stood out, um, but also um, really, what's the word, man? Just a product that kind of like showed that we were like POC owned and run. Um, so Kylie created these characters. Uh, we're talking like a guy with a do-rag, big lips, you know, uh, we had a girl with uh, some cornrows, someone like a headscarf, like these characters that really uh, represented and celebrated people that looked like us. And we thought it'd be kind of like tongue in cheek, kind of funny if we had our products in spaces that maybe in spaces that maybe we wouldn't usually be in, you know, but you'd have a guy up there or have a girl up there that was like, and it looked like us. So that was kind of the whole push for that kind of run of pour up. Uh, we had a launch at Vola Foods. Shout out to Vola Foods. They really, it's a Cameroonian soul food in Brunswick. Great food. 
had a launch there. We had our sodas kind of like running the mill around uh, Brunswick, which was super cool. Um, but then, yeah, after maybe six months of doing that, we realized that, you know, you make a dollar off, <laughs> off, a, off a canned soda, you know. So for us to make enough money to like pay for anything, we'd have to sell a lot of sodas, you know. And like sometimes we're doing this from my house. We had a, a co-working space we were working out of and we just – weren't making enough money to even justify getting like a co-working space at the time. So put a pause in production and went back to the drawing board and like try to work out how we could still get our product out there uh, without us having to continually like put money in. And like there's definitely been times where it's like what we're doing is really cool, but it's too expensive. I'm trying to, I got rent to pay. You <laughs> know, I still got things to pay for. So it's kind of hard sometimes to kind of juggle your passion um, and these cool ideas with just like the reality of life. And like, unless you're getting like huge investors, it's like, it's a, it's a challenge. I feel like you want to jump in. Oh, I just feel like with small business and I'm sure Anthony can absolutely relate to this on a, on a very direct level, but starting something new, starting something that is small in its initial you know, status and size, it can be really hard to monetize and work out how to make a passion project mm. and something that you love financially viable and For sustainable, sure. like on an ongoing basis. So are you, you obviously work other jobs. Yeah, man, that was, that was a thing. I feel like I was working a couple of the jobs just to keep poor up afloat, you know? So um, I get it. With small business, you have to obviously funnel in and make a lot of investments into the business to get it going. But we kind of just had to find a way to be more strategic, more efficient, and uh, I guess just like make the right decisions. Uh, yeah, make the right decisions. I feel like the the narrative and the, the timeline that you just gave there in your very eloquent answer was that – you weren't afraid or you didn't seem to me at least to be making rushed or rash decisions. You were always mm. comfortable being patient, like actually spending the time necessary to go back to the drawing board mm. to hash things out with, with Carlo to maybe think about how you could do things better. Yeah. You weren't afraid to look at pour up and think there are changes that need to be made just on a very rational financial like all sorts of levels, but it seems like you weren't actually afraid to make them, but you weren't in a rush to do so either. Is that accurate? Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, like Carl and I have always just said, we want to do something fun. We want to enjoy what we're doing, you know? So when, when the priority was to enjoy and love the product we're releasing, then the time didn't matter, you know? Like we weren't trying to rush anything. We wanted to have really cool products and- you know, if it came out this year or next year, just got to do it properly. You know, so um, I also we didn't we didn't want to put out something that felt rushed as well. I think you can like, as a consumer, you can like pick up a pick up a product and know if there's been. I think you I think you've tried our sodas, man. But like when you pick up a can, I think you can tell that Chad made these drinks and Kylie really designed it. There's some character. There's love. There's personality. There's like real heart behind our products and I think that's something that we really wanted to stay true to um, and it's like we don't want it to be work you know I've got work already I want it to be something that we can enjoy so um, yeah that's kind of how we based <laughs> my the, first the taste business. yeah I get my first taste pardon the pun my first experience with the, the pour up brand on a more immersive level was mm. at that Vola Foods you mm. at your launch at Vola Foods um in Oven Street in Brunswick. Yeah. Great spot, largely outdoor venue. The bad weather on the day just like didn't seem to matter. The vibes were yeah, really man. great. I almost forgot about that. There was like yeah. impromptu dance floors, DJs making it happen, yeah. like art for sale, T-shirts for sale, like all sorts of stuff. But the thing that really struck me, let's just say there's a reason why my uh, can of, uh, I got the tea, the iced tea based. Yeah. Uh, drink of yours first the, the can I had on the day I actually looked at it and thought gee I'm actually going to take that home and uh, Chad's Chad and Carl have put this together that's really awesome and appreciate it lives on my mantelpiece do you appreciate that like we, it's a little art piece in itself dude it's funny man because we actually a lot of like friends and family and even just like customers have picked up along the way uh, 
whether I've been at their house or where they send me a pic, they keep the containers, which is like super cool. It'd be kind of weird if you just kept like a Coke can up on your shelf. Um, but people are done. doing it. Yeah, man. <laughs> I've definitely seen it done. Dude, people do it, man. It's cool. Um, that vol of foods was big. It felt like our... It's funny. Kyle and I both have a, a background in basketball. So we kind of treat pour up the same way we treat basketball uh, in terms of we have different seasons. You know, that was our, our rookie year. And that vol of foods event felt like... We won, you know, rookie of the year. You know, we just, it was our coming out. It was a start. We received a lot of love. Man, it couldn't have uh, gone any better. <laughs> you want to hear a funny story, actually? Hit me. Uh, I was on a high. We were talking about a long day, 10-hour day. You know, our first sale, um, we sold two two teas and a couple four-packs. It was going good. Like, it was just the day I was just so happy. Um, as I was pulling out to go home, I knocked the car, man. Hell, what a, I don't know. I knocked the car on the way out, man. I was devastated. Like I was like- was damaged. Yeah, like I knocked the car, man. <laughs> Had to like leave my number and everything, man. I was like, dude, what is going on? Anyway, that was just a- Could that, know, could that could knock have. you down? Or that were you just too much on <laughs> Nah, I was also just so tired. I remember like, yeah, yeah. I was like- didn't care at all at that point. I'm like, here's my number. Can we look back? It. Did insurance come through? It was like, it all <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was out okay. It was actually like super chill because Volifu is also in like somewhat industrial spot. So yeah. this was like an old kind of truck. Uh, and the owner was super chill about it, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, that was just a weird way to end the day. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, I guess like pour up, I guess from, from then, where are we now? 2023. 2023, Crazy. sheesh, man. It really, Here we are. it really has gone far. So um, I guess the next kind of uh, big uh, milestone, we shout out to On3 Studio. So they had this block party in Brunswick, Sydney Road. It was huge. It was, we, we definitely bit way too much, you know, than we could probably handle, but they got us to do the bar and it was our first kind of big event. From my understanding, there was like maybe 600 people, like pr- pretty big for us. Um, and yeah, we, we did a pop-up bar. We created a custom drink for them. Um, Kyle did an awesome job. So this this particular event, there was a pretty big lineup of maybe 15 artists and DJs performing. So Kyle created a label that uh, featured all of the performances on the day on the can. It was like a, a watermelon, cucumber, vodka situation. It was pretty damn good. Um, but that kind of like gave us the idea that we need to focus more on pop-ups, smaller, instead of like constantly trying to like supply and create these drinks, let's focus on one-off events. Uh, what we're good at, we're good at creating custom things, you know, uh, whether you have a bucks party or whether you have a 21st coming up or whether you're on a community event, whatever it is, uh, we can just create drinks that kind of suit your needs um and you kind of also get a product that is going to be super unique to anything you know you're not going to see it anywhere else so we realized that was our strength um and then that way we can also manage our workload a little bit better if we're a little bit too busy we say no to events um and if we're need some more work we create our own events so that's kind of where we're at now and we're busy yeah, yeah we're really really busy it's been a really good start to the year uh, we had, uh, what do we have? A couple of weeks ago at CBCB, actually, we had um, like a reggae festival, like a reggae party come through. Uh, we did pina coladas. Um, we do we did CBCB's cocktail menu. So we have a hard iced tea on the menu. It's like green tea, gin, cucumber, pineapple, and lemon myrtle. Um we have Eldorado, which I mentioned. The gallery is coming up. We have Soul Room. Soul Room is a... That's probably one of my favorites, man. Soul Love Soul Room, yeah. man. Like, all so- these events just sound mad fun as well. Oh, like, just dude. really... F- I feel like it's interesting, Anth. The capacity of some of these events defies, I think, the interest and the extremely high rate of interest that mm. they would get advertised more broadly. Like, you just obviously have to work with certain space and, and time yeah, constraints, yeah. but... I'll tell you what, Soul Room, if anyone listening can can get that uh, 
little tee up for the the invite. It's seriously good. Well, yeah, going back to what you said about it, limited for space. That's how Solom was kind of born. Um, it's an event where we post up on Instagram, so catch the stories. Uh, we post up a a phone number, and essentially you got to text the phone number to get an invite. And then once you're kind of in the the database, we message you whenever Soul Room pops up. But essentially, uh, Soul Room, super cool. It's like a very, very intimate night. We're talking like maximum 20 people come to that. Um, that's how much space we have. That's why we, we limit it like that. But essentially, it's a no-menu co- no cocktail menu. It's all dealer's choice. So each customer that comes in, you have a chat with me. And we just we just cook something up for you, you know, based on like what you're feeling, what your preferences are. We've got a pretty big, um, I guess, inventory that we can play with. Uh, we spin records all night. In fact, next time we actually don't have records. We've got uh, a DJ coming in, uh, but it's all like soul R&B, very like cool, very relaxed, and just like funky drinks. It's like low key the unofficial testing kitchen for pour up. Um, but that's one of my favorites just because it's so intimate. We get to talk to everybody, uh, try new stuff, um, and just listen to good music. Yeah. Soul Room's interesting because like, by definition, it's it's a kind of, at least at this stage, a kind of a one-room situation, yeah. 20 people limited. Man, the way you were smiling and, uh, and oh, nodding man. along, Anthony, I reckon we're looking at a Soul Stadium at some stage. That <laughs> is just, a huge idea. It sounds incredible, man. Like. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, everything you're just mentioning then just sounds like a, a such a good time, but like a good experience as well. Like I've never had that experience. I don't think ever like, oh, going into a place like you'd love it. Yeah, you love think it. That sounds like you just like creating the drink off the cast. But like, like I've had it at restaurants and stuff like that with like a set menu or whatnot. That's chill. But like, mm. I'd love yeah, I'd love that different drink experience man that sounds really nice yeah it's 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 cool and it's definitely a challenge i think like i've kind of moved out of the bar scene a little bit but solemn allows me to kind of flex a little bit and and work those muscles you know like 20 people may not seem like a lot but when you're creating a brand new drink for every one of their drinks it, it gets challenging it definitely gets challenging um, I think when Kit is having six of those drinks that night, I gotta like, I really gotta like dig deep. What are you, what are you, like, what are you serving up to Kit early night? What, I feel like what's you, going on. What's going on there? You got to read on me super early. You know, I feel like I can say this from personal experience. You know what I like to drink. You can tweak things that may seem like oh, I just had that drink, but you'll make it different for the second time around. Got you. Yeah, yeah. I think like Kit is a similar to his his personality, uh, quite lively. <laughs> it's very <laughs> lively, man. Lively, <laughs> lively. <laughs> now, Kit, Kit likes his drinks uh, on the, I would say, on the light and fruity and sweeter side, as opposed to dark and boozy and stirred. Um, the, the one drink that I was actually pretty happy about, I think I did, I made you like a, kind of like a twist on a lemon meringue, but I used um, some lychee. What was it? Lychee, a little bit of coconut, some like, I used Wonder Foam. The lychee um, was huge. That yeah, was, I just dude. remember the lychee. So it was the favorite drink. It was my favorite drink that you've ever come up with for me. I, I even I was like, this was really, because I, I taste every drink that goes out. And I was like, one of my favorites. Like, man, I really outdid myself. It was kind of like lemon meringue meets like a um, like a gin fizz, I guess. Like, it had like a touch of uh, effervescence in it. And it was cool. Yeah, that was a really cool drink. You can just tell by the way he speaks about drinks oh, and th- that he knows his way around a bar. Without a doubt. Like, even like. Even like the selection of words for drinks, like it's just it's so appealing, man. Like the way you're describing these drinks. Calm down, baby. Calm oh, down, dude. I'm there, hundred percent, without a doubt. I'll Anthony be, I'll be the sold. next one. Yeah, for I'm sure. Be the next uh, next twenty events. You know. <laughs> I can't believe that, I, I can't believe I haven't even been to one yet. Like where have I been? <laughs> That's cool. I will say this though, man. This has all been like the doing the pop ups is 2023. You know, like this is when we've really stepped it up and decided. I guess with pop-up as well, it's easier to um, to measure the success. 
you know, and like, yeah, it's just cool. It's cool. Like, there's a lot more coming up. Um, I I think one of my favorite things outside of making drinks and pour up is just like making those connections with like the community. Um, I went to a, a pop up on Saturday night at Red Betty, um, and connected with one of the DJs there, and he's been talking about wanting to do a collaboration, and I think that's like my favorite thing. Brunswick's such a cool community, and I think the more events we can do to kind of bring people together from like different worlds, you know, like different little bubbles, I think that's like the coolest thing, mm. you know. How does that kind of work, do you reckon, in terms of the momentum that you have with pop-ups at the moment? Mm. Do you find that a lot of the interest in maybe the next pop-up actually comes from the pop-up that you're throwing? Like you you might meet somebody at an event or is it people mm. hitting you up on Instagram? Like how does it mostly work? Man, I feel like, and probably Kyle is the same like same with me as with this as well. But um, we, I think we're just inspired by people around us. You know, every pop up is, to be honest, directly connected to someone I've either met that month or that year, someone I've been wanting to like, um, work with for a while. Um, it's not necessarily like the the direct pop up beforehand, but I think it's just anyone, man. Just shoot my shot and ask people if they're keen to collaborate and do something. Um, our sports collaboration on the way. Without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. Full disclosure, Chad's actually run a few little ideas by me already, Anthony. Oh, man. I'm loving it. Dude, I'm- It's going to happen, man. Any, any day, dude, 100%. Threads, music, great drinks. That's what it is. That's uh, like, dude, that's every crossover that we- love and I'm dream to work with so oh dude i'm so into it yeah. dude we'll definitely tee something up bro heck yeah love when cro- crossover another little bit of basketball language yeah, to throw right, and yeah. pour up that's that's it man that's awesome that's it we're just we're just building all-star teams that's what we do man see i was gonna ask you this is the all-star season bro it feels like this that it. oh it feels like that we're like technically this is it's tricky because for me this is season three uh for Carl, it's season two because when I was in COVID, you know, Kyle doesn't count that season. So uh, we just call it season two. We call it officially as season two. Um, it's been good. You know, I think like the, the main thing is, I think for us is that we just enjoy it. You know, like um, every pop-up we do, I think we have a lot of fun. You know, we always meet some really cool people. Um, I think that's the main thing for now. It'd be really cool if pop-up got to a point where it was like, also paying my rent <laughs> but like until then i just enjoy like meeting cool people um and just like making tasty drinks you know i feel like there's probably a bit in that that's that's cool i like the energy that pour up has and a lot of that energy at least you know as from a consumer's perspective i actually i just want to sort of throw back to that point about uh, the connection with basketball mm. and that's obviously like Obviously, you've got an interest in in basketball. You've played a bit of basketball. You like watching NBA, this kind of stuff. But But like Carlo plays, Mm. it permeates the whole brand and it does make it exciting and engaging to to sort of to interact with the brand. That's one of the things I think pour up. I think basketball. I think hip hop. I think it's it's a cool brand. What can I say? What you're explaining is literally our personalities. Like I think like if you want something to be authentic and genuine unique just like put your personality into it you know? look inwards like, that's it man and like pour up if you look through the pour up feed and look at the stories you'll get a pretty good idea who Kyle and I are as people you know and like we we're big on our music so every story we're trying to like you know give you guys the plug for some good tunes and the events as well we try to curate the events so they're very us you know so um, I think yeah. If you if you want to if you want a unique product, just relay your personality, man. You know, basketball is big for us. You mentioned earlier the kind of the interesting situation and the interesting kind of interaction between culture, nationality, and mm. you know, when you were growing up, you you felt like maybe in the creative areas that you you had fewer uh, people of color to kind of. Mm-hmm look up to or, or yeah. something like that in, in particularly in making it work in business and financially and like yeah i want you to say that in your words i'm not qualified to really comment on that at all 
as somebody not who's not a person of color. I want to hear it sort of in your words how how that kind of looked for you as a kid. Like when you yeah. were a kid, was it sort of more kind of what? what who were the role models and and what well, was your, the expectation placed on you? Yeah, well, man, to be honest with you, like, for, I mean, you won't see a picture of me, but do I've got like a an afro, high top fade, dark skin, big nose, big lips, and like. To give an idea, like the only people that I saw, uh, you know, cool bartenders making drinks or like restaurant owners, at least going up in Melbourne, were like, I don't know, the uncles in, in Footscray, you know, and like that was cool. That's that was fine, but they weren't like, I wasn't aspiring to open up like a mum and dad style restaurant, you know, there weren't a lot of situations where I saw someone that look, look like me doing something really funky. You know, so, um, and even like through the years, the last 10 years, in most bars and restaurants, um, I was, only, I was usually the only person in color that was front of house, you know, and like that's not a, that's not necessarily a shot at anyone or anything. I just feel like it's not really something that is exposed in a lot of like, at least in my household, but a lot of like um, African households, like we should go work in a restaurant, you know, like that's not really something that gets, you get told to do. Um, but then also, like, I guess, like, in inner Melbourne, there aren't a ton of black people, so, you know, so that's a big reason. But I think, like, um, yeah, that's kind of why, I guess, with Pour Up, we wanted to try and be those people. Vola Food was, was also a huge inspiration, man. Um, Ash, who runs that, um, she's Cameroonian and, like, she, like, owns this cool restaurant. She's young. She's, like, really cool. Um, and we wanted to like mimic that. We wanted to be someone else that like, if you're in high school, you could look up and see like these other guys who look similar to us um, that are doing cool stuff. You don't have to go to university if you don't want to. You don't have to get into, I don't know, accounting or something. You know, you could you could start a cool soda business if you really want to do it. You could start a hot sauce business or some shit. You know, like you could. So that was kind of like that angle. Um, and to be honest with you, man. It's been cool. I think if we ended Pour Up tomorrow, I'd be pretty wrapped. We got a really cool message um, last year after the launch um, from this young guy, man. He's probably like 14, maybe 13. And he just said that. He was like, man, keep doing what you guys are doing. Super inspiring. Like, And we were gassed. Like, we were so hot. We were like, dude, we, we won. <laughs> you know, we, we've done it. You know, like, pack it up. <laughs> you know, like, that's how we felt. So, yeah, if we can keep doing that. Um, and just being someone people can look up to, uh, I think we've done a pretty good job, man. Well said. Well said. We're roots. <laughs> we're not even grass. We don't know, Chad, what, Chad, we don't know what we're planted, man. Chad said he heard is listening to the um, the Nico's podcast, which I always refer back to because it's just the funnest, but the biggest. You sold me down the river that night, <laughs> F. Was that here? Nah, no. Nah, this was in Kit's um, Magic Cave. 72 guests, one mic. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, talking about like quality of recording before with Chad and I was like, man, yeah, nothing's going to get worse than that, bro. You just don't <laughs> need to worry about yeah, it. Well, but like the, the conversation was amazing. Biggest fucking legends and like it was just such a good time, but I completely fluffed it. I'll say the, with- one, I'll say the one thing that I did when I left the house was did the uh, the movement check to see if like my clothes made any sound? Deep heart conversations. If you want to find out what not to do in a podcast, listen to the R Sport Nico's podcast. Not to do in a production sense of things, and you learn a lot. On a conversation level, I reckon the Nico's podcast is pretty good, man. I held up my end of the bargain, dude. I got to give it to you, man. Like that was like a baptism of fire, putting kid into one v four. What Actually, that's a that's an isolation role right in the paint kit. Just Jeez, like going yeah, against probably three centers. Dude, <laughs> that's tough. It was tough. That I'm like lot, I'm man. point guarding against you know Shaq trying to go for rebounds. Like that was <laughs> Sumbo, just, yeah, just like boards. Oh, just no home. <laughs> Found a way. It was fun though. Found it was real way, fun. Man, it, it is good, man. I feel like it's really cool to go back to those kind of podcasts and just like start from the bottom, man. Where'd you come from? Know the roots. Know the roots, you yeah. know. I mean, I, I'd love that. That little studio we were in at Kits. Like, it was like, what was it? Like, how would you describe it? 
Well, it's like the kind of the apartment above the warehouse where we make frames for frames ready made. It's dingy. just yeah, it's dingy. It's carpeted and weird and hasn't changed in you know fifty years. Character man, I say that. man, some of the, like the memorabilia and like the archive product in there was pretty damn cool. Mm. The frames ready made paraphernalia is definitely strong it's in that upstairs huge, area. Man. It's huge. I don't want to call it a dumping ground, but nah. it's uh, there's some good stuff up there. You just need to know where to look. Great stuff, man. I need to reach out to the to the owner and see if I can do a, a soul room up there. <laughs> man, hey, if you want to do it, that would be a spot. I reckon there's a soul a room spot, frames man. ready made collab at one of our uh, slightly nicer uh, workplace workplace areas. Just saying, man. Just saying. No, I reckon it's a great idea. I've got a little. I'm envisioning a kind of a, a pop up, pour up outdoor situation cool. uh, maybe anthony djing on the inside come through exhibition yeah come the, through yeah, once once every while man. hey it's all right, all right. i mean yeah, it's been it used to be a lot more frequent now yeah. it's just every now and again heck yeah yeah it's nice fun you know whoever it might be justin anth on the deck setting the mood inside come through we've got a maybe an exhibition happening we've got an exhibition that space really in that same though, building. Man. yeah i reckon we've got some ideas percolating here fellas that's huge. Oh man. I gotta just show you through this. Man's this, not gonna sleep. This space. Tonight, no, no, I've got to show you through this space, both of you actually. Chad's gonna have a menu by tomorrow morning. <laughs> hey. Man, he's already hit up Walden wirelessly through brain connection. Dude. Like he, Walden's already working out some some menu items for that for that pop up. That's exciting. I reckon maybe that's in the works. Watch this space. That's sweet, man. I like that. I like that. Chato, we touched on it extremely briefly off air. I want to know the latest. You've got a little podcast of your own set up uh, with our good friend, our mutual friend, Leonard, who's also a regular down at uh, CBCB. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's wonderful how that space seems to foster interesting friendships and outputs. It's cool. People that might not otherwise meet meeting because they like the same coffee. Dude. You love to see that. Dude, CBCB is unique like that, man. You know, like it's the kind of cafe where you either speak into the barista or speak into the regulars each time you come in. So, I mean, yeah, that's how I met Kid and uh, and how I've met Leonard. Uh, and yes, we are with All Caps Podcast. It is we haven't gone live yet, but essentially it's a uh, just two guys in a cafe talking about hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, is that an MF Doom reference? Yes, love that. Yeah, love that. There's news about hip hop. Love that. That's cool. Wow, wait. That is big from you, Anthony. <laughs> that, that is that's huge. Um, but yeah, we pretty much just like talk about hip hop. Um, our first episode is going live this week. Um, essentially, it's called the the first pod, the first episode we're talking about hip hop starter kit. So it's for people that don't know too much about hip hop or want to want to get into it and want to have some direction. We both. Uh, have created two playlists and we kind of discuss on the podcast and talk what we love about hip hop. So watch this space. My Give handers. us um, two parts of the starter kit without giving away too much. Two, like, what's, 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 like, what's involved in this without, kit? Without jumping in, yeah. my hand's gone straight up as somebody who <laughs> would love yeah. to know more about hip hop, yeah. enjoys the hip hop that I listen I enjoy the hip hop I listen to, love it, especially the stuff from the 90s. Man, I've been yeah, tuning sweet. in without a so doubt. So I'm very keen to tune in, very keen. So, uh, so what we've done, we've both put together nine, individually, a nine-track playlist. And there's nine. these nine tracks are meant to just give you a it's not necessarily our favorite nine tracks but just nine tracks that we would recommend to someone um you know to get into hip-hop so i haven't i haven't seen leonard's yet um that will be revealed uh shortly but from my list just the one track man don't give away too much I'll, I'll, i'll give you one um i'll give you a bit of a i guess it's kind of a deep cut um it's called her love by Common, mm. you, you familiar? Yeah, I love Common, man. yeah, Common, her love. Um, it's like an unofficial part two for his classic. I used I used, to love it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Is. There you go, man. Maybe you get you on the podcast, man. I that's like, that's going to be one of my favorite love that. Common joints. I think I think Common just hits a median. That's just like it's nice, not many man. have hit. Like he, he's probably yeah. Like you having him in the hip hop starter kit, it's a perfect artist to have. <laughs> I think you have to. I mean, that song particularly is uh, he kind of the, the song talks about the state of hip hop. Um, 
But also, he's that perfect. If you're into like neo soul music or soul yeah. or R and B, he kind of like fits that lane as well. Yeah. You know, it's very soulful. You know, comedy you can listen to. You know, at home with your mom. He's lyrically like, great yeah, as well. He's lyrically insane. Yeah. You know, like he's so underrated and so good, and he's like that. Uh, similar to like current Nas, where uh, they're still relevant, they're still like in the game today, but they're still kind of tied to you know '90s hip hop. Mm. You can still hear that the influence when they when they spit. So um, that's one track. Her love, give a listen. Really great track. Um, I think he. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong here. Um, this is really random fact. I did a. Uh, I used to run a hip hop trivia night in Vancouver. Yeah. And one of the one of the questions was how many people does Common reference in that song, Her Love? Sure. And he references like 32, 32 or 27. For some reason, those two numbers pop up to my head, but he's kind of like, some of them are, are quite obvious, but other ones he's kind of like subliminally kind of just like mentioning their names. Was um, that like, a, was that an ABCD sort of question? Because that would be... That would be well, yeah, tough. it was, man. It was. <laughs> the, tri- the trivia master doesn't even know the answer, so we're, we're in trouble. Dude, I'll be honest with you, man. I was a little bit younger at that time and I just like, the questions I was putting out were just impossible. <laughs> like, zeros. And you were 21, was, but maybe you were 25. Oh, we're actually not sure. Dude, it was, it was chaos, man. But um, that was definitely an ABCD type one. Yeah. Um, I remember for that particular song question, the DJ was meant to play the song, ah. but we hadn't told him prior and he didn't have the song. <laughs> so the cue, right? it was just a, I hope you guys have heard the song before. He didn't you have know. the all caps podcast hip hop starter kit. Like, it, come man. on. That's man. exactly right, man. So Where were you? That's why we started a podcast based off that one it question sounds, in Vancouver. Really good. <laughs> I think, actually, I'd, back on the common tip, but I see Kit really like in common to be honest i'm mm-hmm. keen i'm keen to find yeah, out his music's right up your alley man yeah cool cool sure. i'm i'm wrapped to uh listen to the first episode listen to her love by common yeah. these are all great great things to look forward to i'm gonna listen to her love by common tonight <laughs> please do please do so all caps podcast where can we find you guys you got an instagram account instagram account We're talking spotify um, pod- potties yeah yeah spotify instagram instagram goes live tomorrow um so give it a follow check it out i mean on the on the instagram itself we'll be posting like album reviews and mm. like new things that are dropping um so that'll be that'll be live when we when this episode's out be a weekend yeah so, heck yeah yeah heck yeah chuck it'll listen dude please do and how often are you doing episodes man um we haven't decided I mean, we, we still haven't decided either. You know, <laughs> it's cool. Once every couple of months, yeah, maybe once a month if you feel like. <laughs> we actually just do podcasts sometimes. <laughs> That's a great podcast name. <laughs> we do podcasts sometimes. Um, Copyright. I think we'd like we'd like it to be like a fortnightly thing, yeah. but in reality, it might be like a bi-monthly thing. You know. Which is also fortnightly, isn't it? Nah, no, twice a month doesn't mean uh, you, you can't choose when it comes up. Yeah, so true it that. doesn't yeah, have to be true. fortnightly. It could be, you know, two in a week. It could true be, that. yeah, true that. True one that. at the beginning, one at the end. Doesn't Depends matter. what's dropping, man. Big albums. That's hey, it. the people got to hear about it, man. So, what are you looking forward to this year? Pour up music, in, no, pour, pour up and, and music. Yeah. Music first, because that was what we were talking about, okay. but pour up second. Music first. It's crazy because, like, if you're into hip hop, then you would know. That last year was insane. Like the the amount of albums that were released, the amount of artists that were active, it's so hard. Like everyone dropped last year, essentially. So, um, I can't imagine there being any more big drops this year. But in saying that, I'm really excited for. I like Mick Jenkins. He didn't release anything last year. I'm into him. Um, I'm interested. Less because. Of the oh, I'm interested in Chance the Rapper. Now I'm interested because what he's been doing outside of music, um, he's been doing like a lot of like these collaborative releases with artists. So an artist will like create a piece of art, and then he'll release a song that goes with the art, which I think is really cool. Um, he also was the I guess one of the organizers for this um, kind of like a hip hop festival that happened in Ghana. It was a free festival. And I'm pretty sure he partnered up with um, 
like an American Airlines to get like discount of flights, people to come like go back to Ghana and like check out the country. And I thought that was really, really cool. So I feel like he's in a he's gonna be pretty inspired and motivated this year. So yeah, Mick Jenkins and Chance are probably my two things that I'm excited excited about. And what about from a poor up side of things to poor to wrap up. that side up? Well, we're just gonna we're riding a good wave. I think I just wanna see more collaborations with brands. More collaborations with like local brands. Um, kind of solidifying ourselves with our what we currently do. You know, we've kind of been chopping and changing the last eighteen months. To, you know, so we kind of want to solidify it. Um, now that we have our legs underneath us, let's start. Let's start running, man. You know, let's build a dynasty. Chad Camp, thanks so much for joining us on Thank our you. conversations. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Can't wait to see. Man. Can't wait to see what you come up with 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 pour up with other things. All Caps Podcast. Check it out. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Stay up to date with everything our conversations via our social media platforms at rsport double underscore on the gram or via the website www.r-sportswear.com.